So often, the greatest things keeping us from living the life God has for us is us. Hi, this is Greg. I'm one of the pastors here at West Valley Christian Church. When we see how God has set us free as individuals in the church, we are unleashed in a rich, powerful, and full life with Him. We are all given a choice. Continue to pursue a life playing it safe or live a life unleashed. In this series, we'll take a look at the lives that had the same choice, safe or unleashed, faith or fear. What did they choose? What will you choose? We hope you enjoy. All right, that music keeps going. I might have to bust a move. That might not be good, though, because I would probably bust a leg. Anyways, uh, welcome everyone here this morning. And to those of you online, we're so glad that you are online with us. And I just have to say this. Uh, we never even had online on the radar, and so some good things come out of the pandemic because uh, I literally just met a lady, not met a lady, I, I, I know her, but she hasn't been here for almost the entire COVID time, two and a half years, and she said, Pastor, this was her first day back, and she said, um, online saved my life. And so um, we're just grateful for all of our guys that do the videos and the, the, the sound and all that. And we know we don't do things with perfection, but we do it to the best of our ability. And so thank you, thank you, thank you, those of you that are online. We love you and appreciate that you're with us. And for you here today, uh, it was yesterday that um, I stood here and uh, the room was full and we got to honor... Uh, a man's life uh, that went on to be with the Lord. And when I took over about six years ago as lead pastor, you've heard me say this many times. We as a church stand on the shoulders of people that will never know their names and will never know their faces. But we get to sit in this beautiful worship center in these wonderful purple chairs and have this amazing campus because of the sacrifice and the devotion of so many that went before us. So I shared that first service. I share that with you now. And in between services, I got to uh, meet a gentleman. Uh, Don Price is with us. And Don Price uh, is visiting uh, from out of state. And he just wanted to come back to just see if there was anyone still left. Uh, he and his family were a part of the church in the early 80s and late, late 80s. So uh, Don, you are one of those people, if you could raise your hand, that we stand on your shoulders. Thank you very much for your sacrifice and your love for God's kingdom. And he went on to be an elder at a church uh, after he left here and, and moved out of state. Well, um, I want to also say, uh, and that was Ron Landis, by the way, and his wonderful wife, uh, Wanda, is here. And what a celebration of life. Uh, Ron uh, probably went to this church almost 40 years on and off. And just um, the stories of how he did different projects around here. And he did one of the most important ministries, the donut ministry. Yes, and he was a fighter fighter, amen, uh, for 30 years and just a, a godly man. I wanna share all this too because I think that's really important for us to understand. We don't just get here, right? And I hope that we're those people 30 years from now and 40 years from now because of our faithfulness, amen? I also wanna let you know, um, a few weeks ago, I told you about one of our... Uh, 17-year-olds uh, that went on to be with the Lord. Um, he uh, had an overdose, and um, I, want, I don't say grew up at our church, but he was a part of our children's ministry and, and sat in these purple chairs. And so next Saturday, this coming up Saturday, we're having a celebration service for him here, um, and I imagine it's going to be a lot of people 
And so I would ask this, if you could help out in any way, uh, we may need some parking help and we may need some refreshment help, stuff like that. If, if you're available, it's going to be at 10 o'clock. And so please let um, the Welcome Center know that, hey, I'd love to help out in any way. And then if we have a need, we will give you a call. Does that sound, sound good? But be praying for that because I think it's a, a great opportunity for us to be a witness in our community. Amen. All right. So we started a a brand new series last week called Unleashed 2.0. Why 2.0? Because our theme for the entire year is Unleashed. And uh, we came out in January with, you know, just the vision of that. And I would just remind you simply of this. A lot of us are living life chained or imprisoned. And Jesus doesn't want us to be shackled. He doesn't want us to live uh, in a prison. He wants us to be set free. Amen? And he says in John chapter 10, 10, I came that you may have life and have it to the full or have it abundantly. So I would just simply ask this question, if you're young or if you're old, are you living an unleashed life? And so then we took a look at Hebrews chapter 11. So if you could turn uh, your Bibles or your Bible apps to Hebrews chapter 11. And I said this, you know, before COVID, we used to have ushers walk down and say, if you need a Bible, we'd hand them out. Remember those old days, you know, where we actually passed communion and all that kind of stuff. But um, I just do want to let you know, we have Bibles on shelves back there. And anytime, if you want to borrow one during the service and you don't have it on a Bible app or you just want to fill the pages like I do. um, And then if you've never had a Bible and you want a Bible, consider that a gift from West Valley Christian Church. Just read it. (laughs) Read it. Uh, I'd start in the book of John. That's where I would start. So Hebrews chapter 11, it says this, now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance in what we do not see. This is what the ancients were commended for. By faith, we understand that the universe was formed by God's command so that what is seen was not made out of what was visible. And so Then we go to this hall of faith and we see all of these names that are written by faith, Abraham did this and by faith, Noah did this and by faith, Sarah did this and by faith, Isaac did this. But 11 defines faith, being sure of what we hope for, certain of what we do not see. Well, that is what we would call or some have referred to that list as the um, hall of faith. Or some have called it um, uh, uh, the superheroes of the Bible. And when I think of superheroes, superheroes comes, come in all shapes and sizes, don't they? Yeah? No, I'm not like a, one of those Marvel people. I had to like research some of this stuff and go back to my old database. But some of you like know all this stuff. So I may even say something wrong here. But you know, you got Ant-Man, right? And then you got, you, you got uh, Wonder Woman, and then you got Superman. You got all these, these characters, all these superheroes. You know, Spider-Man's a superhero. He's got the ability with the web, right? And uh, uh, you got Superman. His superhero strength comes from, you know, cape, and he can fly around and all that kind of stuff. Then you've got, um, well, I want to make sure I do this one right, because I'll mess this one up. Uh, what is her name? Um, Captain Marvel? She has the ability to absorb various types of energy, right? So my point is this. Superheroes kind of come in all kinds of shapes and sizes and giftedness, just like our heroes in the Bible. And, and I think about, like, even if you're not a church person, a lot of times you've heard about Moses, you know, or you've heard about Noah, or you've heard about Mary, you know, and you, you go like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but some of the people that are in this list of superheroes, I'm, got, I'm like, what? 
like Barack last week. Like Deborah's name should be there, not Barack. Can I hear an amen on that one? If you were here last week, you know, you're just kind of like, what? Well, let me just tell you, this week's crazier. Like this is a hard sermon today. This week's crazier because this guy, this guy that, were, that, that finds himself in this list of superheroes or super Christians or in the hall of faith, I'm like, even this morning at 8.30 in our prayer for this with a couple of the pastors and Vince Wagner, the chairman of our elders, I still looked at those guys and I'm like, why is this guy in the hall of faith? And I'm supposed to preach on it in 20 minutes, you know? So here I am again. But we'll get some courage from this story. We'll get some strength from this story, I hope. So go to 11, uh, 11, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 32. And this is that hall of faith after Abraham and Noah and Sarah and Isaac and all these wonderful names. And then in verse 32, it says, and what more shall I say? I do not have time to tell you about Gideon, Barak. Oh, that's who we talked about last week. Samson. So there it is. That's our superhero today. That's the guy that's in the hall of faith that Pastor Rob is still scratching his head going, what? But I hope you're gonna draw confidence from this. Father, help me to communicate your words this morning. Help us to be open to this story that's, that's, that's a different size and a different shape than some of our superheroes in the Bible. God, help us to open our hearts and be honest with ourselves with the different things that we talk about. And God, not to bring shame to us or to bring anything that would lessen our view of ourselves, but God, just so we could be real and then we could help to to change and have hope. So God, if you could use Samson, (laughs) you could use us. So that's pretty cool. Thank you. In Jesus' name, all God's people said, amen. So here's, here's a line. I came across this week, and it's a really good line, and it didn't have any credit given to it, so just put my name next to it. (laughs) If it's good, if it's bad, don't. But here's here's a line that I came across this week in, in reference to Samson. It said this, he has more vices than virtues. And those of you that know Samson, that makes sense, right? He has more vices than virtues. And here's the real truth, I'm just like him. And I think many of you are just like him. You see, we've got good in our lives and we have bad in our lives, don't we? I don't know of anyone. Well, I do know because the Bible says there's only one that has walked this earth without sin and that's Jesus. So that means all of us have some vices, but we all have virtues also. So I want you to think about what I just said because I had to check myself and maybe you have to check yourself because I have been really hard on Samson. But maybe it's because I can relate to Samson. Maybe not with all that he struggles with, but with my own struggles. And so that's my challenge today. And again, not to bring shame to us, but to bring hope actually. So maybe, here's my thought after hearing that statement, he had more vices than virtues. My thought is, I wrote this down, maybe we are not as good as we think we are. Maybe we're not as good as we think we are, but listen to this. Maybe we're not as bad as we think we are. Did you catch that? Maybe we're not as good as we think we are. Those of us are a little bit stuck on ourselves. But maybe we're not as bad as we think, those of us that are stuck on ourselves. Maybe, amen, that was an amen from truth right over there. 
We can be too critical on ourselves and disqualify us from God ever using us. Have you ever been there? Don't raise your hand. But have you ever looked at yourself and the vices and just gone, you know what, that just disqualifies me forever being used by God. And here's the other thing. We could be too critical of others and the ability for God to use them. Does that make sense? How many times have we gone, oh my gosh, why would God use her? He must not know her story. Why would God use him? He must not know his story. Or if we're honest with ourselves, why would God ever use me? He must not know my story. Well, let me tell you something. He knows her story, he knows his story, and he knows my story. And guess what? He still loves us. He still loves us. And this is what we're going to find out. I mean, there was a, if you're taking notes, write down number one, righteous start. He had a righteous start, Samson. Go to Judges, and that's where you're going to find his story, Judges chapter 13. I think it's Judges 13 through 16 is the bulk of his story that, that you could read. And, and of the 12 judges, he's got more press time uh, than any of them. You got Judges 13 that says, again, the Israelites did what? You guys all heard that. That was amazing. What about this side? Are we, uh, okay. The Israelites did evil in the eyes of the Lord. So the Lord delivered them into the hands of the Philistines for 40 years. You're like, are you kidding me? Last week you started off with Barak's story and the first verse said almost exactly the same thing. And if you think back, most of the stories start off with something like that, even if you fast forward to 2022. Rob did evil in the eyes of the Lord again, right? I mean, here's the truth. And, I, you know, someone said, man, Pastor, I, I'm glad that you say that you're messy. I had that with someone. And the truth is, I don't have to make that up. It's not like a, oh, I'm going to try and say I'm messy so everyone can say, no, I'm messy. Can I hear an amen? amen. Yeah. Well, not so passionate over here, please. I mean, like. <laughs> I love you guys now, so grace. But the truth is, we're all messy, aren't we? We're all messy. We've all made mistakes. We're all going to make mistakes. And and the Israelites had this pattern of uh, of following God and being obedient and then being disobedient and being selfish and then following God. And I mean, it was a cycle. And it's like, I get it. I get it. I'm no different. I want to be different, but I'm no different. And so this is what happens. This is how we're introduced. And then you go to Judges 13, two through five. A certain man from Zara named uh, Moni uh, came from the clan of the Danites, had a wife who was childless, um, unable to give birth. Unable to give birth. She couldn't. That's what it means. The angel of the Lord appeared, appeared to her and said, you are barren and childless, but you are going to become pregnant. Does this sound like a story we celebrate at Christmas? You're going to become pregnant and give birth to a son. Now see to it that you drink no wine or fermented drink and that you do not eat anything unclean. You will become pregnant and have a son whose head is never to be touched by a razor because the boy is to be a Nazarite, dedicated to God from the womb. He will take the lead in delivering who? 
The people that do evil, the people that are being held captive in the hands of who? The Philistines. God's people are doing evil. He says, all right, you want to do evil? He didn't make them do evil, but here you go. There's evil. Now, what's it like living for 40 years under the the heavy hand of oppression? What's it like to live in that kind of disobedience? I didn't want that for you. You guys chose it. But then he says to this woman that cannot have children that you're going to have a child. He's going to be a son. You're not to drink uh, wine. You're not to cut his head. Uh, Cut his head. Cut his hair. Probably shouldn't cut his head either. Maybe that was just assumed. But he's going to be a Nazarite. And the Nazarites are set apart for the purpose of God. And if you want to read more about the, the things he could do and can't do as a Nazarite, you read Numbers chapter 6. But we don't have time for all that. But here's the point in what I've just read. God has a plan for this man. And his plan is to deliver, use him to deliver his people out of the ha- heavy hand of oppression and bring them in to life to take them out of captivity or take them out of being imprisoned and be unleashed and set free. Amen? So with that, you know, don't drink wine, don't cut his hair, and there's some other things that you're not supposed to do. Judges 13, 24, 25. The woman gave birth to the boy and named him Samson. He grew up and, and, and the Lord blessed him and the Lord's spirit, uh, the spirit of the Lord began to what? stir in him. So just like he got, go figure, God said it's going to happen. And guess what? It happens. And so here's this boy that's born with a purpose. And I was sitting there and I was like, man, that's amazing. And and I can't help but to think about Jesus and that. And I can't help but but to think about all the other heroes in faith in that list. And I'm like, wait a second, Denton. Yes, I call myself Denton. Isn't that the same for you? Because we put these superheroes in this list and go, oh man, Noah's going to build this big boat and it's going to be so cool. And Moses is going to put a staff in the water. It's going to split the Red Sea. And, and then you just hear all these amazing stories like, yeah. Then you look at your life, you're like, all right, that's them. But the truth is, I'm no different than them. You say, why, pastor? Well, it's because of what I share almost <laughs> once a month. Matthew chapter 22, when Jesus is asked, what is the greatest commandment? And Jesus says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. That means my purpose, the reason I am born and I have free will is to reconcile with God, have right relationship with God, right? And then he says, and secondly, love your neighbor as yourself, So there I'm supposed to love God and love people. God has a plan for my life. And it's to have right relationship with them. My first question is this. The most important decision you could ever make in your life is for a relationship with God. And you want peace and you want purpose and you want to be set free from pain? Stop trying the things the world's offering. And go to what God is offering through his son, Jesus Christ. Amen. And if you want to know what that means, come talk to me. Go to the Welcome Center after the service and talk to them. You write down on your card, I want to know about this. Have Pastor Rob call me. I will call you this week. Because that makes it all the way to the top of the list on priorities. Because that's the most important thing in life. Amen. And then, and then, and then, so, so, so there's that. And then you go to Matthew chapter 28. Jesus has lived a sinful life, tempted in every way, but did not sin. He loves the underdogs. He loves all of us. 
He, he was put to death for a crime he did not commit. And then the Bible says he resurrected three days later. And then through that, when we have relationship with him, we have the gift of the Holy Spirit, the forgiveness of sins, and the promise of heaven. Amen? I mean, that's what we get. But then in Matthew chapter 28, Jesus says this when he, he's back in some of his final words. He says, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples or make Christians of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And I will always be with you to the very end of the age. By the way, he's always with us whether we believe that or not, whether we feel it or not. God is with us. But the marching orders are this. Are they the same for Samson as they are for us? He had a purpose of being born. It was a miracle birth. And then he was commissioned to help lead the people, God's people, out of the heavy hand of, of, of the Philistines and set them free. Well, think about it. It's no different than what I get to do. And it's no different than what you get to do as Christ followers. When we walk out of this place and we're hanging out at the baseball field, or we're hanging out at uh, Chili's for, for lunch, Cavaretta's. We're hanging out uh, with family this afternoon, or we've got some work. Whatever it is this week, we're around people that, that are living imprisoned lives. And we're not the miracle worker, but God can use us to give them hope. So you see how you and I are like Samson? And for some of us, that might be one person, and some of us, it might be 100 people, and for some of us, it may be thousands, but it doesn't matter because one soul matters. I had a guy, I was sitting there watching the Dodger game last Sunday, and um, I got a phone call in the afternoon. It was a, guy, a gentleman that attends the church, and he's like, I have to call you, Rob. I'm so excited. He goes, I'm sitting coffee bean, having coffee. I just need time away and alone time. I brought some books. I brought the Bible, sitting there having my coffee. Uh, a young gentleman walks up and says, uh, is that a Bible? And he's like, yeah, it is. And he says, we engaged in a conversation. I don't know. I can't remember half hour, an hour. Uh, next thing you know, he came to one of our life groups this week. He may even be in here today. Now, I'm not saying this guy was going to hell. I, didn't know, I don't know his story. I don't know if he was doing evil. I, I don't know any. I'm not judging. What I'm just saying is simply this. If I'm at coffee bean trying to get away from home and I just want to be silent, I want to be silent. <laughs> but this guy allowed the God in that opportunity to engage in a conversation. Isn't that awesome? God wants to use all of us, all of us, not to save the world, but to save one person at a time. So pastor, where's all this ugly part of Samson? Where's all the ugly, ugly stuff that you talked about? Glad you asked. So now if you're taking notes, I'm going to give you three vices of Samson. These are my personal opinion. You could agree or disagree. You engage in the text and you see, um, we're going to just fly through his life, but you're going to go home and you're going to read the story yourself. It's actually going to be a, a fun story for you to read. But the first vice is rebellion. Rebellion. Where do you get that, Pastor Rob? Well, Judges 14, 1 and 2, Samson went down to Timnah and saw there a young Philistine woman. She was hot, beautiful, gorgeous. That's the Hebrew translation, just so you know. Maybe not. When he returned, he said to his father and mother, I have seen a Philistine woman in Timnah. Now get her for me as my wife. Now think about this. I, I just kind of read it, eh. But what I really believe it sounded like, uh, mom, dad, I, I saw a Philistine woman in Timnah. Now get her for me as my wife. 
You see the difference? Now, that's just me projecting, but I think that's true. Because Samson was a little entitled young man. He was a little, no, it's my way, is kind of how I interpret his life as I study. Now, again, you read it, you make your own judgment, but I'm right. (laughs) Well, at least right in this moment, but go read it. But I really feel like he just lived this entitled life because you look at the choices he made, just this alone. By the way, he's not allowed to go to that club to pick out a woman. Just trying to bring it to 2022. Actually, if I'm bringing it to 2022, it's, he's not allowed to swipe left or right. I don't even know which way is the way that you do it, but to say, yeah, I want to go out with that girl. Like that's untouchable. Those women, you can't go. Those kind of people, you can't go. But he didn't care because it was all about him. It was all about Samson. It was kind of like um, Veruca, is it, and Willy Wonka? I want it and I want it now. Did I do that all right? But kind of, right? It's that two-year-old at Target that's stomping and going, no, 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 and throwing a fit. I'm sorry if that's your child that I saw yesterday. But I just want to go, hmm, I won't tell you what I want to do, but... That's, that's what Samson's doing. And yet you go, wait a second. He's a miracle child that God put in this woman and, and birthed him. And he's filled with the spirit. But he's still making bad choices. Can you relate? I can. It's that rebelliousness. I know what's right to do, but I don't want to do it because I want to do it my way. Isn't that rebellion? And again, I think that's something we all struggle with to one extent or another. If you go to Judges chapter 14, verse 3, his father and mother replied, isn't there an acceptable woman among your relatives? It's kind of like the Brady Bunch answer. You know, honey, isn't there an acceptable woman among your relatives, among all the people? Must you go to the uncircumcised Philistines to get a wife? But Samson said to his father, get her for me. Oh, you... My, my, my boys were in last service. I was like, yeah, that wouldn't work at our house, would it? You know? And I hope it wouldn't work at your house, to be honest. We're called to be parents, not friends. Woo, swallow that one. But that's, I mean, get her for me? Oh my gosh, that would not work. She's the right one for me. Now, here's, here's something that's interesting. I'm not going to dig into this a whole lot, but it says his parents did not know that this was from the Lord who was seeking an occasion to confront the Philippines. For at that time, they were ruling over Israel. So if you're Samson, you go, well, see, God was going to use that bad choice. But here's the problem with that, Samson. You didn't know that. You made the decision because you're just selfish and you wanted it. You didn't have any idea that God was going to use that. So let me just give you my opinion on that one. Samson had this amazing power. I mean, there's so many things that we're not going to get to. Like this guy had so much strength that one day he just walked up to a lion and it says he ripped the lion in half. Think about that. Go ahead and take my man card now. But I I have these things. I think they're from Arbonne or something like the fizz drink thing that comes in this little package and you pour it in your water and all of a sudden, (laughs) you know. I can't open the top of that thing. I'm like sitting there and it's this wide and I'm always like this and I'm like, this time I'm gonna get it and I always end up with the scissors and cut it. I can't even rip a little thing like that and he's ripping lions. You know how that makes me feel? Yeah. 
But that's the point. God, God gave him this super strength and he did all this crazy stuff along the way. Side note, bonus sermon. God gave him this strength, this superhuman power strength. But oftentimes he was using it for his own glory, not God's. The bonus sermon is do not misuse what God has gifted you with for your power and your self-promotion. Whatever God has blessed you with, that is to glorify him, not you. So the story goes on in Judges chapter 14, verse 10. Now his father went down to see the woman and there was, a, there was Samson held at a feast and was a customary for a young man. When the people saw him, they chose 30 men to be his companions. Let me tell you a riddle, Samson said to them. If you could give me the answer to the, to the riddle in seven days of the feast, I will give you 30 linen garments and 30 sets of clothes. If you can't tell me the answer, you must give me 30 linen garments and 30 sets of clothes. Well, tell us the riddle, they said. Let's hear it, he replied. Or he replied, out of the eater, something to eat. Out of the strong, something sweet. For three days, they could not get the answer. On the fourth day, they they said to Samson's wife, coax your husband into explaining the riddle for us, or we will burn you and your father's household to death. Did you invite us here to steal our property? Then Samson's wife threw herself on him, sobbing. You hate me. You don't even really love me. You've given me the you've given my people a riddle, but you haven't told me the answer. I haven't even explained it to my father and mother, he replied. So why should I explain it to you? Now here's here's where we get in trouble, guys. She cried the whole seven days. So on the seventh day. Finally, he told her because she continued to press him. Ladies, don't take this wisdom, please. She in turn explained the riddle to her people. Before sunset on the seventh day, the men of the town said to him, what is sweeter than honey? What is sweeter than a lion? Samson said to them, if you had not plowed with my heifer, guys, don't use that verbiage in reference to your wife. I'm surprised he didn't die in that moment. He just called her a heifer. You would not have solved my riddle. Well, here, I, the reason I wanted to detail on that, read that whole story, is because Solomon had a problem with women. Or Solomon. <laughs> he did too, maybe. Samson. Samson. Samson had a problem. And uh, he would continue to be beat down uh, through this weakness in his life, as you will read this week right? Because you're going to read Judges 13 through 16. But it says in chapter 14, verse 18, before sunset on the seventh day, the men of the town said to him, what is sweeter than honey? What is stronger than a lion? Samson said to them, if you had not plowed with my heifer, you would not have solved my riddle. Then the spirit of the Lord came powerfully on him. He went down to Ashkelon, struck down the 30, uh, 30 of the men, stripped them of everything and gave their clothes to those who explained the riddle. Burning with anger, underline that, burning with anger, he returned to his father's home. And Samson's wife was given to one of his companions who attended him at the feast. There's a lot in there, isn't there? Like this is a made for TV, like drama, okay? The story is literally heating up. And it gets to our second point. Rebellion is his first vice. A second vice that comes out of this story It says, burning with anger. I'm going to call that rage because it's kind of cool because they all start with R. 
But the truth is rage. What is rage? Rage is violent, uncontrollable anger. And if we go back to our superheroes, it's like Hulk, right? The Hulk is just, I don't even know his name, just a normal human being. And then all of a sudden, the flip, the switch is flipped and he turns into a green monster, right? And then he just uses that strength and that power to destroy stuff. I need to be careful here because um, this is a, this is, you know, we, we all struggle with certain things, right? And so in this case, for Samson, it was rebellion, and that's kind of a generic for all of us. And then there's this rage. And rage is not funny for the person that deals with it, okay? And we need to be really careful and sensitive on, on this subject, as I've learned over the years. Uh, rage could be fury, it could be craze, it could be wrath, it could be um, outrage. And what happens in this story is um, he gets, uh, is it 300? Yeah, it's 300 foxes. If you read this in Judges chapter uh, 15, he gets 300 foxes. He ties um, them, their tails together in pairs and then puts um, a torch that's lit. And they go throughout the city and just burn up everything. And it's kind of a visual that reminds me of a song that we used to sing around a campfire. It only takes a spark to get a fire going. Well, isn't that true with rage? You know, literally we could be this kind of person in one minute and this person in the other, and it only takes a spark to get the fire going. And um, you'll see throughout Samson's story that rage was something that was a struggle of his. And it's a struggle of many in our world today. And again, I would say, if that is you, um, don't beat yourself up. Don't beat yourself up. God loves you just like he loves Samson and just like he loves all of us that struggle with whatever sin we have. Proverbs 14, 17 says, a quick-tempered person does foolish things and the one who devises evil schemes is hated. It says in uh, Proverbs 29, 11, foolish, uh, fools give full vent to their rage, but the wise bring calm in the end. I found that people that struggle with this particular thing, they hate it in their life. And after the blow up, they'll lay their head on the pillow and they'll just run through it. They're not proud of it. But here's the deal. God loves you. God loves you. Just like he loves Samson. And it's not the unforgettable, unforgivable sin. And I was reminded as our greeters are from our CR ministry See, our ministry is Celebrate Recovery. Celebrate Recovery is uh, a ministry for people that have habits, hurts, and hangups. It's just like AA, but instead of saying higher power, they say Jesus Christ, all right? And that meets on Tuesdays in the sunset room upstairs at seven o'clock. And, you know, again, habits, hurts, and hangups. The truth is we should all be up there at seven o'clock, right? But particularly, um, uh, some of them were talking to me like, that was a CR message, you know, that we're here for service. That we got to deal with the rebellion in our life. We've got to deal with the revenge or with, uh, with the um, rage in our life. Amen? Will Rogers, famous actor, says this, whenever you fly into a rage, you seldom make a soft landing. Did you catch that? Whenever you fly into a rage, you seldom make a soft landing. This is so true of Samson's life. Well, if you read on, 
uh, they want to find out who killed everybody. Who's the one that set all these animals, uh, uh, all these uh, foxes out there and set everything on fire? They pointed to Samson. And in verse 7 of chapter 15, it says, Samson said to them, since you've acted like this, I swear that I won't stop until I get my revenge on you. He attacked them viciously and slaughtered many of them. They went down and stayed in a cave. You see, three vices, rebellion, rage, and now revenge. I, as your pastor, say that as Christians, as Christ followers, revenge should not be on our radar. Romans chapter 12, 19, do not take revenge, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath, for it is written, it is mine to avenge, I will repay, says the Lord. I always want to say, but, but God, let me take care of this one. Because usually with revenge comes a lot of pain and a lot of hurt and a lot of disgust, and I want to take matters in my own hands. And what I'm saying is, if I take it in my hands, God, you're not smart enough to take care of this the way I think it needs to be taken care of. But church, we need to be very, very careful. There's a saying that says, before you embark on the journey of revenge, dig two graves. Revenge never works out for us or anybody. 1 Peter 3, 9, do not repay evil with evil or insult with insult. On the contrary, repay evil with blessings because to you this you were called so that you may inherit a blessing. 1 Thessalonians 5.15, make sure that nobody pays back wrong for wrong, but always strive to do what is good for each other and for everyone else. Well, you're going to read the Delilah situation, the relationship with Delilah. You're going to find that in Judges 16. But let me give you a hint. Relationship with Delilah, it was much like the relationship with his first wife. Both women are coerced to by the Philistines to extract a secret from Samson. Both women question Samson's love and pester him until he gives in. And the, la- the answer in both leads to Samson's capture. And Samson, in both situations, prays and God answers. Give you a little quick note. Delilah's going to find out the secret behind his strength is his hair, so she'll cut it. Well, we know the secret's really God. But then what she doesn't realize is it grows back. And as it grows back, they're going to kill him. He's between two pillars. And you go read the story, but it's really good. Because in 20 years, uh, Samson, even though he makes all these bad decisions, he is the judge. He does take him out of um, the heavy hand of the Philistines. And now again, God is going to use his weakness for his glory. He prays this prayer just before his death. Sovereign Lord, remember me. Please, God, strengthen me just one more time and let me, with one blow, get revenge on the Philistines for my two eyes. Oh, by the way, those are gouged out. Church, if God could use Samson, he could use us, amen? Amen. There is hope, and that's what God's grace is all about through Christ Jesus. Will you check your heart and see how you could work on those vices, maybe? of rebellion, rage, and revenge, or maybe something that we didn't even see in this story today. But please leave here with hope. If his name's in the hall of faith, so ours can be too. Lord, that's our prayer. Help us specifically 
with our rebellion, with our rage, and with other revenge that comes in our heart. In Jesus' name, all God's people said. Thank you for listening. For more information, please visit us at wvcch.org or you can join us live in one of our Sunday services. Have a great day.